And we are back with our latest edition of the Shootaround presented by Bench Talk Radio. We're hitting you with episode 76, the PK Subban episode, and it's dropping Tuesday, October 26th. What's up, fellas? What's going on? How are we? Uh, just doing okay, man. Uh, we're It's kind of become a bit of a habit that this is the three-man unit we've been rolling out. Uh, me, Cam, and Ben, because uh, Blake's got Monday classes, fair enough. Uh, who knows if we'll ever go back to recording Sunday nights. Might be a bit of a battle. I've kind of gone accustomed to Monday nights, and Adam apparently sleeping tonight, so too busy sleeping to hop on, whatever that means. I don't even know what to say to that. Guy's a bit of a liability, man. Um, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I was down in Brampton this weekend, and I slept like three hours Saturday night. And then my, last night, I don't know, I probably went to bed at around 1 o'clock, and then I woke up at 7 a.m., man. Do you know why? Because I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> that's what that's about. And you literally couldn't sleep in if you tried. That's yeah. the other part of that, but. Money doesn't sleep. Neither do I. Adam sleeps a lot, though, so. What are you trying to say? Saying he's a poor boy. <laughs> he was, uh, he was, he was saying I, he was kind of calling me a bit of a poor boy this weekend because I like um, ketchup on my fries instead of mayo. He said ketchup's a poor person condiment. What do you guys think about that? I'm ketchup only. Mayo is disgusting and makes yeah, me want to throw guy. up, to be honest. Also, just also not a big ketchup guy, honestly. Uh, sure, but I don't know why why he thinks that putting his fries in mayo, as if mayo is some high-class condiment. like That's disgusting, to put it bluntly. But like, why does the guy act like he's from Paris, France, because he dips his french fries in mayo? Mayo is a very... Kind of white trash condiment, anyways. It's not like he was, it's not like he was talking about dipping it in some hollandaise sauce or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's fucking mayo. Yeah, I've also yeah. never heard. And knowing him, it's probably like poor Miracle person. Whip or something too. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know. It was, yeah. Calling ketchup a poor person condiment—that's crazy to me. Ketchup is like as universal as it gets, I feel like. Like there's not many more universal things in this world. But the majority of people, I feel like, enjoy. Maybe not love, but like enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like I I don't even have like too much of an argument to defend ketchup off the top of my head because like I just don't feel like ketchup's under fire that much. I think Adam's just uh in his own world, he said it's just um, ketchup's basically just a shitty tomato sauce. I'm like, I, okay. This guy dipping his fries in tomato sauce or what? <laughs> Marinara. This guy's probably pouring <laughs> ketchup all over his pasta. He's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's his version I mean, of marinara. If that's the case, I get why he doesn't like ketchup. <laughs> other than that, I don't really see how he has much of an argument. Yeah. Do you know what? I kind of like that we're just kind of roasting the guy. Yeah. He's, he didn't show up. So um, it might seem a little two faced because when he said, oh, man, I'm, I'll, I'll read the conversation. At no point did I 
when he was talking to me, did I ever go, oh, man, like try and peer pressure him into showing up? Like his text was, hey, dude, I feel like absolute garbage and have been grinding through this work day. I'll probably be a game time decision for the pod. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in bed by eight. I said, all right, man, all good. Just let me know when you know. Then he said, count me out. I'm, I'll probably be in bed within the hour. I'm like, damn, I'll, all right, man, do what you gotta. So, like, I... You know, if this was the other way around, he'd be giving any one of us shit, too, though. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like it's kind of two-faced that when I'm texting him, I'm not giving him shit. And then I hop on the pod and I just start ripping him. <laughs> I guess... Hey, that's, that's the business, baby. It is the business. How it goes. It's... I don't like you can't call me a keyboard warrior because I don't chirp. I didn't chirp him over text, but it's. Uh, do you know what? I chirp him to his face. So I was I was letting it fly yesterday when we were watching football. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. I although yesterday, like the guy was just burping and farting all day, man. Someone had to <laughs> knock him down a few pegs. Holy smokes! Yeah. I wasn't even grateful when you gave him your leftovers either. Yeah, I gave him my. Yeah, first thing he did was complain about the hot sauce. I gave him the food off my plate, and all he did was complain the entire time. I couldn't finish my chicken on the rocks from, um, I guess it was from Aziz in Brampton. It wasn't. It wasn't from Osmos. Wasn't Osmos. It was a bit of a local knockoff of Osmos, but I was literally giving the guy the food off my plate yesterday. Because I thought we were in the trenches together, and all he did was complain. So that's what it is. Brutal. Cameron, what? Did, so, like, our first topic's going to be football. Even though yesterday's games, like, were all pretty universally awful. Um, what did you think of your first uh, Brampton football watching experience? That that was um my third time going down to Brampton to watch the game. So I'm a bit more acclimated to it, but was it a bit of a shock to the system to see how they, how they operate on Sundays or what? No, just because I've seen, seen Adam function for a few years now. So I kind of knew what to expect. Um, good setup though. I mean, like we had six games going for the one o'clock, the one o'clock group there. I think we had every game going. So that was nice. Um, and Jeff paid for our food. So yeah, no complaints from me. Yeah. I will say Adam, Adam and the Brampton boys take fantasy football more seriously than I've, I've ever seen anyone consider yeah. like, like at one point Jeff was just like losing his shit. Cause he had Jamar chase on the bench. And then I looked at his lineup and he was beating the guy he was playing this week by 40 points. And he was freaking out as if like, Jamar Chase was cost not playing. Jamar Chase was costing him the week. It was like, it was a. I don't think I've ever, like, I get that angry when it's like a playoff game or something. You know what I mean? And my team's playing. Like I. And if you're actually losing the matchup. Yeah. Like if it came down to it, and Jamar Chase was the difference between him winning and losing, I get it. But at one o'clock, you don't know that. And also, if at one o'clock you're up forty points. You're probably looking pretty good the rest of the day. Yeah, but even at that, like I, like I and don't it's know. Week seven, so I match up against Adam. Like we're going down to the wire because DK Metcalf's playing, 
And, like, at no point was I, like, really freaking out. Because at the end of the day, it's, like, fucking, what, week six, week seven of the football season? Like, I don't know. Who has DK? You're Adam. Adam. I'm but it's beat. looking good for him. Yeah. He had a long touchdown. I have I had a bit of a yards. head start, though. It's, right now, it's 163 to 148. So DK has to really go off. He already has. Eight. That's what it is right now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're but, probably safe. Like with uh, how this league scored, DK has 18 and a half points in one quarter, so he's on pace to to make it close. But hopefully, the Saints don't give up 18 and a half points to DK per quarter. Just you know, so it's Geno Smith throwing to him. So yeah. Yep, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Fantasy football is, yeah, I know I'm not doing too bad in any of it, but honestly, the headline from yesterday, in my opinion, was we finally hit that goddamn parlay that we've been wrestling with for weeks on end. Adam was brought into the fold. He added a he added a winner, and um, honestly, we uh, we brought it home finally. God damn it. About time, about time Cam pulled his weight. Yeah. Dude, oh, my yeah. pick was the safest one out of all of them. They were all pretty safe as far as I'm concerned. Like, I've met, uh, so yesterday, like, Cam was like, he was feeling himself, and it's like, man, relax. This is like the first pick you've gotten right <laughs> pretty much all year, man. I've gotten he, a few right. Okay, so literally. Oh, he, was he bragging, bragging a lot about it or what? Yeah, he's yeah. sitting back like, oh man. What a Well then the whole time I'm sitting next to Tom and he's like, I don't like this Colts pick. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that all day. I said that near the end when I was on three hours sleep. I felt sick to my stomach from the from the shawarma I ate. And um I just wanted to go home. It was like seven o'clock and I'd been in Brampton for over twenty-four hours and I didn't Vibes were at an all-time low. I just looked at my phone. I'm like, I do not see the Colts covering. I wasn't saying it all day. You said it multiple times. It might have been within the last few hours, but you said it at least five times. No, that's that's an exaggeration. I maybe said it twice. Honestly, right, my Green Bay pick. My Green Bay pick should not have hit. Thank God Taylor Heineke, once he gets inside the red zone, he gets drunk apparently because they should have put up like they should have won the game they lost 24 to 10 or whatever it was they probably should have won the game taylor heineke just thank you taylor but uh i got lucky there but hey they don't ask how right so. yeah yeah that was like so the picks we had we had um we had i'm gonna look through the ticket again the Atlanta one was super lucky too because the line was two and a half literally all week. And then yeah. the morning of it changed to one and a half. <laughs> well, I had them at two. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't win as much as everyone. <laughs> I only won 34. Nice. Tough. I mean, I you still even, won money. He didn't lose money. So that's I didn't even league. realize that until I looked now. So I didn't even win that much. Like, God damn it. Adam's stupid <laughs> pick. 
guy's in bed sleeping and he's giving me pushes. Fuck that guy, man. I had the Falcons minus two, Patriots minus seven, Colts plus three and a half, Green Bay minus eight and a half. I didn't even realize I had it at two, and I didn't realize I only won $34 and not the full 60. So my vibes are suddenly down a bit. Suddenly, um, I wish that Rat Adam would hop on here to explain himself for giving me a push. Still not going to switch to Betway, though? Uh, Betway, don't, don't do it, man. They freaking were down Saturday night. Busiest night in sports, and you couldn't even log into the site. So don't make the switch. Not worth it. I've never had that issue. You must Are you have going not on tried your, Saturday on your night. Phone? Yeah, I checked Twitter. It was like a outage. Like everybody was complaining oh. about it. So don't make the switch, Tom. Wasn't playing. Go out Saturday enough. nights. Stick O-Dog, with the dog. O dog's been in the game for long enough that you just know that they know what they're doing, man. That way. <laughs> That way, they're they're the little brother in this situation, and they're begging for people to switch over, and then they do rinky dink shit like that. Not not on my watch, man. I'm Bodog for life. <laughs> Is Bodog sponsoring any Premier League teams right now? I don't know. I don't care about. I don't care about Premier League. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Just saying, Betway has the money to toss around at some Premier League teams. So, uh, okay, very cool. So Betway actually sucks. I don't, think you, I don't think you can do teasers on Betway. Like Bodog, like as somebody that's used both, I way prefer Bodog. So, yeah. So there you go. I don't care about Premier League teams being sponsored either. Yeah, I'm running with the dog till I die, man. <laughs> Or until they get ran out of business when like what's um what's the deal with Canada and sports betting? Like, isn't it technically like legal now? I believe so. I don't know if anything like politics, it takes a while to kick in or what, but I feel like we should start seeing them popping up more and more. Yeah, because right now it's I mean still, there's commercials for it all the time. But yeah, those ones like are all those like like those there's, sketchy or... there's also a loophole in those commercials you'll notice they never actually talk about placing a bet i learned that before yeah like I'm, I'm just saying i haven't seen like any kind of legit kind of um yeah like a legit sports book kind of open up like it's still kind of everyone's still using offshore gaming services and um or just using OLG as per usual at the gas station. I do kind of miss um, filling the lines out at the gas station and then uh, having the physical paper in my hand. It it uh, it was a nice little tradition I had going last year. Just drive to the drive to the convenience store, get get some snacks for the day, chat up the local shop owner, and then I'm on my way. <laughs> Can't you don't get that experience on Bodog or Betway? That's for sure. No nope. point. And sometimes on the drive over, you get a chance to clear your head a bit. And um, 
like you get you get the crisp autumn air as you walk to your car. Maybe you grab a coffee at the neighboring Tim Hortons. You kind of just let it all marinate before you lock it in. But anyways, we we won. I didn't win as much as you, evidently, because because somebody here gave me a push, or someone not here. Somebody gave me not a push. here. Yeah. But you know what? It is what it is, man. I I feel like I put in another professional shift week in week out. Even even the few weeks I don't have winners, I've never. I, I feel like I'm not usually like completely embarrassed. Usually, I don't think. To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure you're three and one on your picks. I'm four and zero. Oh. Cam's two and two. But then I feel like you're also pretty good on the throw-in picks, Tom. Yeah, like before I've we been... got Adam on board, you just throw one in. I feel like that hit pretty much every time. Yeah, like if you're counting how many I'm I'm adding on the side, like I think I'm way more than three and one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think guess, you're five and one. I guess I can go back through and look and see how I've done, but. I've been uh, I've been doing decent individually. We just need more team success, and honestly, I think yesterday was the start of something. Hopefully, the start of something beautiful. Let's get some momentum going. All right. Yeah, winning feels pretty good. Yeah, honestly, better than losing for sure. Um, as for like I don't know, as I said, the games all kind of sucked. Only one that was kind of good was. Um, which one? I don't know. The it was kind of cool since he was cooking a bit. Um, Adam the Detroit game was fun. That was yeah, the while. Detroit game was fun. Um, I was just gonna say Adam kept saying that the Ravens were gonna put Joe Burrow in the hospital, but I think he severely overestimated his defensive line because, like, that was one of the cleaner games Joe Burrow's had this year. Not a lot of big hits. Adam saying that all day was also the reason that Jeff put Jamar Chase on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did keep telling him that that uh, Joe Burrow's going to get airlifted to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, all he did was <laughs> dice up those those Ravens. But, yeah, I agree. The um, I feel bad for Dan the Man Campbell, man. He he can't buy a win. Um, I – Jared Goff actually didn't play too bad, good enough to cover the spread, but that was a weird game in the sense that going into it, I had no idea how it was going to play out. Like either Jared Goff was had was going to act like he had something to prove because he's up against his old team and the coach that kind of that kind of cast him away, or um, the way I was also thinking about it was a Jared Goff's not a very good quarterback. So, like, how much is a Jared Goff revenge game worth? And B, like, Sean McVay, from the podcast I've listened to, Sean McVay, by the end of Jared Goff's time, just kind of grew to hate the guy because he was pretty much handcuffing the team every week. So I I thought that maybe there was a chance that he kind of gave him a taste of, hey, here's what life's like now, Jared want to see all these throws that Matt Stafford could hit that you can't, but we didn't really get a taste of that. Instead, we got a kneecap-biting Lions team that was just clawing away, faking punts, and just playing man's football, but still losing. 
I mean, if you're going to be a bad team, you may as well be fun. That's what they were yesterday. I think more like Houston should start fake punting and doing onside kicks and dropping all of that because, I mean, you guys suck. So what's the worst thing that can happen? Get lose by 30 instead of 20? Like, who cares? Yeah, honestly, like this – I. I do kind of agree. If you're comparing rebuilds, I like what Detroit's doing way better. Like they've, they've already had a few years where they've picked in the lottery that they have like, at least like a guy like Panay Sewell's kind of a blue chip guy on their offensive line. They like Jared Goff's still young. I think he kind of sucks, but if you're rating him in the league, he's closer to middle of the pack than he is in the basement in terms of starting quarterbacks. And then like, I don't know. I feel like, they have a coach that makes them play tough. So even if they might be in the running for a first overall pick, like their fans must want to watch them more than Houston fans. If that's actually a thing watching their team. Does Houston draw a crowd? I've never paid that much attention to them. I just know there's a stretch where a lot of Canadian, like in Ontario, just like some random J.J. Watt fanboys would just be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Texans. And it's like, okay, like they're not that good, but. Yeah, I have um, no idea. Now that you say it, I can't picture like a big full crowd in Houston at all. So I have no idea. Speaking of Texans, that Texans and uh, Cardinals game, like I, I tossed five bucks on the Texans just because that was a, um, I think the Cardinals are frauds bet. And even at that, even though the Cardinals covered and won, like, I don't know, man, like, Kyler Murray's getting drilled. It was just more that fucking Davis Mills can't keep the offense on the field at all. That offense was painful. I jumped in that foxhole with you, and I kind of feel the same way. Like, Arizona really didn't impress me that much. It was more just, like, Davis Mills, man. That was painful to watch. Like that's the bottom 10 defense in the league, and they were absolutely drilling Kyler. Like, he was <laughs> – and, like, he, he's – he – um, like, you might say, oh, offensive line, but he plays a play style where he kind of drifts around a bit. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a double-edged sword because on one hand, he's athletic and dynamic, and but on the other hand, like, he drifts out of the pocket because he likes to – he likes to kind of move his feet around instead of just making, like, you know what I mean? Staying in the pocket and making passes. And that's how he just gets lit up. So I don't know. I, I still, I just um, like, let's say this between them and Cincy, Cincy, I was very skeptical because of their offensive line. But after that game against the Ravens, I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm all in. Like, I think since he's kind of gross now. I haven't had that moment with the Cardinals yet. You know what I mean? Like, they haven't beat anyone that... that they play like, uh, Green Bay on Thursday. That'll yeah. be... I think that'll be the test. Exactly. The one. I need them to have a signature win for me to... to for me to, like, get on Although board with them. Rams is a pretty good win. I'll give them that. But... Yeah. Yeah, it was, but, like, that that felt more like a letdown spot for the Rams. You know what I mean? Like they were Rams were riding high after that big bucks win. And then they just kind of mailed it in. Like it didn't, I don't know. I I'm waiting for the Cardinals that like that Cincy game, like 
like Jamar Chase might be the best wide receiver in the league, and he's a rookie. Like, that's insane. Yeah, he's sick. That one play he made where he broke it for, I don't know how long, it was a long touchdown, but he should have been tackled, like, right when he caught it. Yeah. Spun out of the tackle and just took it to the house. Guy's unreal. Yeah, unreal. and Joe Burrow's a man's man's quarterback. He'll take a hit, and then instead of getting gun shy, he'll stay in the pocket next play and just drop a dime. Like, I, if I was a Cincy fan, I'd be fired up right now. You still like you still gotta wonder like that offensive line hasn't got better since the season started, but I'm starting to think I'm starting to believe that they can win in spite of it and uh just keep ticking along like the way they've been looking. I guess that's Bengals talk. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Cameron? No, you so much to say about the Bengals. I guess not, man. I guess not. Um I don't know. The Bill Belichick beat up on the Jets again. Like, is that really news? No. Like, those are the games he wakes up for every year. He just loves to loves to just torch the Jets. Always has. I don't so, hate it. Yeah, so I don't. Who knows about that one? And then, um, like, I guess the Chiefs, that's kind of the story of the week that everyone opens with. And I don't. I don't know it's kind of wild. Um, kind of wild how bad they are all of a sudden. Yeah, they stink. I was in the camp where I, I didn't panic. I'm like, oh, I think they'll be fine. Like it's a slow start. They'll be fine. They got Patrick Mahomes. The offense will figure it out. The defense is bad, like terrible, but it hasn't been good the past couple of years, and they've found ways around it, but. After yesterday's game, I am now in the camp that they are just bad. Yeah. And like Mahomes looks bad. Like the whole team looks bad, but like he also is part of the reason why they're bad right now. I I don't know. Still watching that game. He has, he never has time to throw it. And then even that pick he threw, it was like tipped up in the air by his receiver. Like I, I feel like most of the, I haven't seen just a pure duck where it's like he he's actually just like missing and hitting the other team, you know what I mean, on any of his picks. It's always like going right through Tyreek Hill's hands or I think it was yesterday was Mecole Hardman like tipping it straight up. Like he's had a ton of turnovers, but it I I haven't watched and been like, oh wow, he's just throwing ducks out there. It's just kinda their offensive line's been bad for a few years now, but this year he isn't like he's not like I I don't think he's actually just a interception throwing machine, but he's not playing well enough this year to make up for such a bad offensive line. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just kind of doing like that Carson Wentz thing where he refuses to take a sack and ends up making mistakes because of it like a lot of the picks or fumbles or whatever, or like times where if you just throw the ball away or yeah, take a sack rather than trying to, you know, make every play a highlight real play. Yeah. Like some of them wouldn't happen, but I also realize what you're saying. Like when the rest of the team kind of isn't playing that well, he probably feels like he has to do that stuff to help them win. Yeah. Like for context, like I, I've listened to a few podcasts today and um, like I've heard a lot of like kind of, numbers and opinions thrown around about the chiefs and 
like there's a few kind of nuggets that stick out one their defense has been so historically bad it's like the worst um kind of like net points allowed expected like it some advanced statistics saying like here's how many point how many more points they're expected to give up on average compared to any other defense in the league it's like the worst rate of any team since 2015 and it's a it's like a minus seven or something like that. So essentially every game you can, you or actually it's more than minus seven. So just based on the analytics, the defense is expected to give up enough points that you're pretty much in the hole before the game even starts. So Mahomes like there, you can't have a conservative offense. You can't have, you can't just run the ball and stuff. So just based on that defense. And then I've heard another take. This was Trent Dilfer talking about it on uh, the Rosillo podcast. And he said um, for years, they've had an offense where they love to stretch the field and do all the fun throws on the outside of the play. But now teams after like four years of kind of dominating the league with that style, starting with how the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles played them last year. Now they're, now they're taking away the outside and giving them the middle, which is the opposite of what you're kind of taught. You're kind of taught you, you take away the middle first and hope they don't stretch you long. You know what I mean? On defense. And it kind of makes sense. You never do see like, uh, a Chiefs running back early on, just run it up the gut, run it up the gut, run it up the gut, and then maybe have like a quick post route to the middle or something like that. It's always like right off the gate, Mahomes is always throwing it deep to Tyreek. Like they're always. Yeah, it's true. Their run game feels like it's non existent pretty much. And yeah. I hate to bring it back to the Patriots. Just kidding, I don't. But it just goes to show you how hard it is to have sustained success in the NFL and how incredible what the past, what they did twice, really. Yeah. How difficult that is because a lot of people were declaring Casey basically a dynasty after one Super Bowl. And I don't know if I'm uh, on board with that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like their team is kind of sneaky old. So they, and like a lot of people, well, from what I'm hearing, it's kind of like everyone's kind of adjusted to how they play offense, and Andy Reid hasn't adjusted his game plan at all. Like, from what I – like, again, what Trent Dilfer said is you try and take what they give you, which right now for Kansas City would be the easy play up the middle, and then all of a sudden you condense the defense a bit. Then you can start – and it, everyone cheats in, and then you hit them with the long ball instead of hitting them with the long ball right away. But then you also got to wonder if that offensive line, it's just a mess regardless, so who knows. <laughs> Chiefs are in trouble, though. I still actually might uh, toss some money on them. Like, I wonder what the line is for them to make the playoffs. It's a good question. It's probably the – like, it's probably the – best odds you'll you know vegas vegas is happy they suck because i think they were oh i know they were the betting favorite to win the super bowl so yeah well and like they've they barely covered any spreads this year like they're they're uh 
they might just not be a good football team, but as long as Mahomes is back there, that's kind of um, it's kind of why I'm still tempted to toss a bit of money on them to make the playoffs. Just because, like, if Mahomes can figure it out, then all of a sudden they can rattle off some wins. And then, uh, but that D man, that oh, D yeah. is bad. <laughs> There's no sugarcoating it. Maybe they just got to fire. Is it Spagnola, their defense coordinator? They should at least be doing that right now. And like, they got to do something to change it up. Like, it's kind of hard to make midseason trades on defense, I find. Like, you don't see a lot of guys do that. Like, so, so I think if you're going to make a change, like, may as well fire the coordinator first and then figure it out later. Otherwise, I don't know. They're they're in tough, but it is kind of like, and they're also not even that young, honestly. It's kind of funny that um, Travis Kelsey's sneaky, only a few months younger than Gronk. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, they're both 32, and everyone act like uh, Kelsey's still probably better than Gronk right now, but the narrative was always like, oh, when Gronk retired, it's like, oh, this is Kelsey's league now, like passing the torch, even though it's like, Guys that are the same age. <laughs> like, it's really weird. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, so like, they're both 32. Like, I would have thought Kelsey, if you told me he was like five years younger, I would 100% believe you. But here we are. Yeah, I had no idea they were the same age. Yeah. I figured they were close because I know for a long time people were. Like, you go on Twitter and see those comparisons. Like, oh, Kelsey's better than Gronk, or Kelsey's as good as Gronk. Anytime Gronk, like, missed a few games because he was hurt. And then, like, Gronk would come back, and people would be like, oh, never mind, this guy's way better. But I feel like those comparisons went on for a really long time. And then, like you're saying, like, when Gronk retired for that year, everyone's like, oh, it's Kelsey's time to shine. And that lasted. I mean, I'm sure at this point, like you're saying, he's better but he's not like a young guy coming into his prime. He's like at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd still say he's probably the best tight end, I guess. Like I kettles hurt. Um, Darren Waller. Yeah. Maybe it's Darren Waller. Darren Waller's in the conversation. Like I'm just trying to think of the names off the top of my head. Like I, I don't know. I don't think anyone's really stepped forward Mark Andrews enough. too. Andrews is good, but I'd, I'd still think he's a notch below the three guys I just listed. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting com- interesting thought for sure, but I don't know. Chiefs are probably in trouble. But anyways, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I still don't think that – like I think they can catch the Raiders. I guess the Raiders is the – game they have this week so good good time to start chipping away like are they they're just one game below 500 now or are they two i think they're three and four right now yeah so like they can turn it around it's just their schedule's been kind of their schedule to start the season's been pretty fucked and it's gonna only get harder like they still have a game against the cowboys um they have another game against the chargers lined up um, 
do they play the entire um, AFC North? Yeah, they do. They still have the they still have the Bengals on the on the radar. Like they'll it'll be a tough it's tough sledding, but I don't think it's impossible that they can rattle off some wins and still make the playoffs. Even though, like I've talked about, how like bad their defense is and how leaky their offensive line is. All right, I think that's enough football talk, Cameron. You've. I'm just looking at the schedule right now. Looking at week eight. It's Chiefs Giants on Monday night, so they should win that one. Yeah. When do they play the Raiders? I thought that was this week. Is it the following week? Uh, let me pull up their whole schedule quick. One second. Also, don't count out Danny Dimes, man. The guy, um, guy's been known to go off every now and again. So they go Giants Monday night, and then they play Packers. Oh. Raiders Cowboys three in a row. Oh. Yeah, that's tough. They got to go five Broncos and then back to the Raiders again. I'm curious to know what the line is against the Giants. Do you have it there? Like, is Vegas going to start, like, diminishing the Chiefs? Yeah. Google's not telling me right now. Brutal. Why, is it not on Betway yet or what, man? <laughs> too focused on Premier League, man. Because it's probably a few clicks away on Bodog. Let me check. Yeah, show me the NFL lines here. Oh, yeah. I cannot see next week. Okay, nope, I can't see it, so. <laughs> Maybe it's on Chiefs minus 460. What? So, like, Chiefs and Giants. So the Giants are plus. So that's the money line? Yes. So they don't have a spread up yet. Minus that's 10. clueless. Jesus. It's minus 10? Yeah. So Vegas still loves the Chiefs for some reason. Yeah, that seems like a nice, that seems like a nice Giants line for sure. I guess we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, yeah, let's move on from football. That. That football segment, I think that was the opposite of electric, honestly. That was – there were a few times there. I might need to uh, chop Maybe it Maybe I haven't had the right idea of taking a nap. Yeah, holy – are you taking a nap, Cam? Like, holy smokes, man. Words per minute-wise, okay. like, you're barely beating Adam right now. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll pick it up. Yeah, holy shit, man. Um, we can talk a bit, a bit of puck right now. Um, obviously, uh, hockey Twitter loves to make fun of the Leafs, so it is what it is. Slow start for sure. Um, a lot of teams. I do think your take on preferring the Leafs goaltending over Florida is a terrible take, and we'll see that over the course of the year. It's not looking too hot right now. I know it's early. I know it's early. But I watched like two seconds of the Leafs on Saturday and I saw two soft goals for Jack Campbell. Yeah. I don't know. Jack Campbell, like, say percentage-wise, has actually been pretty okay, actually. Um, 
they've only goaltending wise, like, yeah, he didn't play great last night, but like, other than that, the only other bad goaltending game was against the Sharks, and like, that's Michael Hutchinson, their third string goalie. Like, yeah, you got me there. The third oh, they keep goalie. bringing Hutchinson back. Like, the guy always moves on from the Leafs, and for some reason, they keep bringing him back, and he keeps getting lit up. Like, seems yeah. odd. I don't know. Unless you're a prospect coming up, no team actually has a good third string goalie. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, they'd just be claimed off waivers at the end of training camp. Like, you. Every team's third string goalie, if it's like a veteran, they have to be bad enough to clear waivers. So like no one no, actually has Yeah, it's true, but why at this point like try out a prospect who the Marley's have? It can't be any worse than what they keep getting out of Hutchinson. Well, that, that's the thing. It's more about like for a while their top goalie prospects have been Joseph Wall and Ian Scott. And neither will uh, Ian Scott keeps getting hurt. And Joseph Wall, like after he was the goalie for usa at the world juniors he's really stalled out so like that's just kind of the tough thing is like the pipeline hasn't been great for goalie prospects so i don't know it is what it is like no team actually has a good if you have a good proven third string goalie then like that you're a very lucky team that somehow snuck them through waivers after training camp like no team actually has a good good one usually so, like, I don't know. I, I was more pissed about the fact that on Friday night, I, I still don't understand why teams get cute with it. Like, the Leafs played the matchups and said, oh, we would rather play our backup against San Jose than Pittsburgh. When, like, when you're doing a back-to-back, I'd always rather just put the better guy in the first game instead of getting cute because then your better goalie is playing the second night, but – second night of a back-to-back sometimes your team's just gassed and doesn't bring it so you might just go 0 for 2 because that's what happened like they should have won friday night but hutchison sucks like they outplayed san jose they outplayed them and still lost because hutchison is brutal and then the next night like just there was no effort there and it's like sweet we wasted a campbell start you know what i mean yeah i think like, I know it's early on, so the standings are all kind of screwed up right now, but I think when you have a back-to-back, like, you play your number one guy that first game, unless you're playing, like, looking at Montreal or Chicago this year, or, like, a game where, like, the other team is just so bad, you kind of know you can get away with your backup. But I think You've like, came out and said that they're trying to put Hutchinson out in better situations, which is basically why he gave him the first which I don't agree with, like you guys said, but that's all on Keith. Like, he straight up came out and said, he's like, we're going to try and put Hutchinson in a better situation to win, which yeah, but worked like, well. <laughs> San Jose and Pittsburgh have been okay to start the year. Like, the Sharks have actually been very good to start the year. So why not? Like, it's almost like you put your backup goalie in, or I guess in this case, your third string goalie in that first game. And, like, you're kind of screwed right from the beginning yeah like i I'm, get what tom's saying like you've got to win or put your team in the best position and win that first game no matter what and then you deal with that second game when you get there yeah like that i just get annoyed when teams don't do that like i i just always think like you try and do your, you try and do your best to guarantee the win on the first night and then like i'm not saying you like you never plan to roll over the second game of a back-to-back but like 
I don't know, just make sure you get you at least do your best chance of splitting the two, and then hopefully your backup has a night and you win both. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just kind of my opinion. And honestly, like, I don't know, as depressing as it was to see the Leafs lose 7-1 to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins because everyone's fucking hurt over there. Like, I don't know, like – every team has stretches like this at some point in the year and the Leafs usually do it in the middle of the year. They always start off hot. So every, and like, especially with how the playoffs ended right last year, like everyone's like all over them right now. Like I'm like, I'm not happy about it, but I'm not like thinking the Titanic sinking right now, considering like, they other than the last two games they've literally outshot every team every night they got fucking goalied to death in like three of the games they lost and then um it is what it is man like i saw some advanced stat that the leafs are dead last in the league in expected goals for above replacement essentially meaning like like if you're at the bottom of that that just means like you're you were expected to score so many more goals because of how many chances you're generating that like you're severely behind, meaning like they're just, it's a mixture of puck luck and just not finishing. So it is what it is. Like I'd be more concerned if they were middle of the pack in that stat, meaning like they're not generating anything and they're not getting anything, but they're generating a bit, a fair bit. And just not bearing. So as the year goes on, usually it's law of averages type shit. Either way, it's depressing to watch everyone pile up on them. It's depressing to see Marner go pointless. It's depressing to watch them lose 4-1 to Carolina. Uh, whatever. But I don't know. I, I'm, I've never been someone with sports that like lives and dies by every game, like of every second of the season man like i life's too short for that shit i'm living up that way this is right on cue here i i thought i took the celtics money line tonight fucking bet way i accidentally took them to win in regulation and they they're about to win in overtime so i'm gonna lose the bet thinking i had the money line but i took them to win in regulation because bet way is stupid stick to the is dog that like the default when you go yeah, to bed on basketball. Yeah, it has the default. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bet on a basketball game in my the life. Basketball, the default is picking them to win in regulation, not money line. Make it make sense. Stick to the dog. Yeah, that's that just hard. cost me a win. Yeah, it couldn't be. Yeah, oh, yeah that is tough. Ew, I didn't know bet weight. Oh. <laughs> that's. Oh. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. That's that would never happen to the dog. Anyways, that was my little Leafs rant. Like, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, there's nothing. Like, we're fucking, like, barely into the season. Nothing to anyone that has, like, that harsh of opinions early on. Like, I will say if I was the Blackhawks, I would be depressed because you have zero draft picks. You're right up against the cap, and you haven't led in a hockey game at all yet this year. Like, that actually just seems like a tire fire. I – the Leafs on the tire fire meter, they would have to hit the 10 game mark and 
be like well below 500 and Marner is like putting pucks in his own net and Matthews legs shattered. Like that's when I would be like, okay, this is a train wreck. You know what I mean? I think I'm very far from panicking that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It could always be worse. Yeah, like the Stanley Cup isn't won in game seven of an 82-game season. That's just my opinion. That's my official statement. Yeah. Yeah, Bruins are probably doing all right right now. Like, I I assume the Blue Jackets are kind of hovering around 500 doing their thing. Four and two somehow. Not impressed. They're winning too many hockey games here. Uh, Funny. It's kind of wild that they're three – like, is that game officially over? Yeah, they beat Dallas 4-1. Like, they're actually getting beaten decent teams, too. They beat the Islanders, beat Dallas. I don't really know what's going on, so. But, like, that whole division right now is playing well. Like, yeah. the Flyers are 2-1-1 one, and one in last place. Vegas kind of stinks, but, I mean, don't like to overreact, basically. What Tom just said, you can't overreact. Five, those, six games into the year. Those expansion teams just garbage, eh? It's about time. It's karma for Vegas for being so good year one. How's Seattle doing? Not great. Oh, four nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Minus 10. Uh, the they're... crowd was electric the other night. I'll give them that. That they arena was kind of sick, man. Yeah. Oh, Raptors are down six. Raptors, Raptors, they might be one and two right now, but they've been kind of frisky so far this year. I, I like them a lot. They got to figure out the half-court offense, but they're so young and, like, energetic, and everyone on their team's, like, six foot seven with a seven-foot wingspan. Like, we'll be watching them put teams in the torture chamber all year. It'll just be a matter of how many points they can get in the half-court offense, which I don't hate that for a rebuild. Oh, not all. They're fun. That's all you can ask for. Oh, yeah. Scotty Barnes. I'm very high on Scotty Barnes. a big night the other night, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a good night. Yeah. Like, he's – like, it's obviously three games into his career, but I'd say just based off of, like, how he's looked is the most promising rookie I've seen on the Raptors since Chris Bosh. Ooh. It's very early, obviously, but, like – like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Raptors are usually – they bring their guys along very slowly, usually. Like, Siakam played pretty much a whole year in the G League before he came onto the scene. OG was kind of a sixth man in his rookie year or, like, getting spot starts in the G League. Like, that in my mind, that's just how good Scotty Barnes is, that they just plugged him into the line, starting lineup night one, and he's been – like eye test wise, he's been awesome. He's been putting up good stats. Like I'm, I'm very happy with that draft pick. I like hearing that. Oh yeah, a lot of Raptors people were panicking that they didn't take Jalen Suggs, which I, I was phased for like five seconds before I remembered who the president and GM were of the Raptors. And I'm like, no, they made the right call. I have no idea anything about Scotty Barnes, but I just know they made the right call because they always make the right call in the draft. So we're watching the second coming of Scotty Pippen here. 
Scotty <laughs> Barnes, Scotty Pippen, baby. Two best Scotties of all time. That's my Raptors breakdown. Right now they're down by eight to the Bulls. Kind of weird seeing DeMar in a Bulls uniform, but yeah, a bit of a shock to the system. He's rocking cornrows too. Not used to that. Jeez. I guess he was a decent rookie for the Raptors, but I still think like if Scotty Barnes has a DeMar DeRozan rookie year, you can't complain about that. But I really think he might be at least as I think he's shaping up to at least be as good of a rookie as Chris Bosch was. And that's and the so I remember what CB4 was like as a rookie. He just looked like a younger dinosaur. Man. So, yeah, I just have a few more bullet points. This uh this episode's been kind of uh kind of a snooze fest if we're being honest. <laughs> What do you guys think of the World Series? I know what'll I know what'll get this thing going. Let's talk about baseball. That'll baseball. That'll lie love it. Up. Uh, I was sad for a minute, and I remembered hockey season started, and I got over the Red Sox being eliminated pretty quick. You remembered uh, you're not actually Braves. a Red Sox fan, and got over it. <laughs> Uh, just had something else to take the pain away. I had Mac Jones and David Pasternak to take the, the pain, pain away. away. <laughs> you did not feel pain over the Red Sox losing. No, I, I would say I was disappointed. Briefly. Okay, I there, was briefly disappointed. There, okay. Thank you for being honest. You, <laughs> you saying you felt pain. That's. No, I wasn't going to let that slide. No, <laughs> no chance. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, like, you're not a Red Sox fan. Come on. You just happen to watch them I, a few times a year. Yeah, but if I'm going to pay attention to baseball, I'm going to cheer for a team, and that would be the team. But I don't live and die with the Red Sox. You don't even have to live and die. I'd say just watch double-digit games a year. It's not hard when it's a 162 game season plus playoffs. And there's yeah, nothing else to watch in playoffs. the summer. Just don't watch. Uh, this summer there was World Cup or Euros, not the World Cup. Not the World Cup. I had that, had that end. Also, not great. I was way more disappointed. Did you feel, feel some pain there? Long term pain with that one, actually. Oh, it's tough. Still getting over it, huh? Yeah, I'll get over it in uh, about a year from now. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully you get over the excruciating loss of the Red Sox season. I'll I'll be praying for you, honestly. But um, in terms of the World Series, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be a Dodgers-Astros. Um, I guess I got to cheer for the Braves now. I don't know. This uh, World Series doesn't really move the needle too much for me. Like, I'll watch a few games because I always watch the World Series. But I I really thought it could have been some. Like, I think you would have got a lot more kind of headlines and storylines if it was Dodgers, Astros. You know what I mean? Oh, big time. Robbie Manfred and the boys are definitely a little pissed off at what transpired. But, hey, Braves. 
Love him. Good Canadian boy, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Can't really say much else about them. They're, f- they're I don't know. If they're fun, maybe. They're run by Alex Anthopoulos, I guess. He's a That's true. good old Canadian boy. Um, I don't know. They people forget though that entire team was um was built through cheating because their last GM manipulated the international signing bonus rules, and that's why he. That's how he got Acuna and Ozzy Albies, and that's why he's no longer the GM. The league forced <laughs> legit, man. The league forced him to oh, step no. down, and then uh, now Anthopolis. He has Anthopolis really put a stamp on this team? Oh, big time! Their entire look at their outfield in game one of the year, and look at their outfield now. He traded for th- their three starting outfielders, basically. Duvall led the National League in RBIs. Yeah. Um, who else did they get out there? I can't. I think Eddie Rosario. Core piece, was, you know what I mean? Like, you know, fair enough. But in terms of this season, like Eddie Rosario just won the MVP of the yeah. championship series. So, the, just this year alone, like he did quite a bit. You got yeah. he signed Morton too. He's pretty big. So. Yeah, Morton was a nice pickup for sure. I was talking. I was thinking more like the foundation of the team. You know what I mean? Like, right. You go through the like the. Like, they got to the playoffs because of Freeman, Acuna, Albies. Like, I'm saying more of their core. Like, for sure, you got to at least give them credit for the fact that, like, the entire outfield was built at the trade deadline, and he caught absolute lightning in a bottle with all three of them. Like, for sure. Like, he gave up, what was it, Pablo Sandoval and, like, a D-level prospect to get Rosario out there? Like, you got to give him props for how he operated the deadline, but... Yeah, like I was more saying, like, like that team's making the playoffs, whether he's the GM or not, based on the guys, the guys that got them there. But now that they're in the playoffs and they're cooking, forget about it, man. Yeah, I like them. I don't know who wins. I don't, I have no idea. I feel like Astros are kind of a wagon, low key. That lineup they have, like the the AL batting leader batting seven hole so they're pretty nasty lineup yeah their whole thing is um their whole thing is their pitchings it seems like they're always going by the seat of their pants like they they at least have a decent bullpen and like they their starting pitchers can be good but they're not like it's not like when you're watching the nationals a few years ago trot out scherzer strasburg and uh, Patrick Corbin, bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Like this, it's like, it's like every night you're wondering which version of that starter you're getting. Yeah. Other than Valdez, I don't have a whole lot of faith in many of their starters. For sure not Zach Granke. Any, no, not anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, Valdez is obviously good. Um, Hopefully my- if McCullers is back, that'll be big. I don't know if he's supposed to be back or not. I thought I saw they left him off the off the roster. Okay. I guess he's just not healthy. Oda Rizzi stinks. <laughs> like I guess Luis Garcia is good, but like he's I don't know. As I said, like I I don't think either rotation. I I said this a few podcasts ago, but the Blue Jays, if they'd made the playoffs, actually would have had one of the better rotations in the playoffs, which is wild. Easily. 
I was not considered a strong point all year. Like I would take the rotation over any team that was in the CES. No, I would still probably take Dodgers, even though Scherzer got got the old Josh Donaldson dead arm halfway through the series. It's not ideal, especially for a pitcher. Yeah. Do you think yeah, the Jays well, actually would have been like, like you? Think they could have gone on a run if they made the playoffs? Oh, I think they could have beat any team in the American League. The National League, um, as I said, the Dodgers are more of a complete team. Um, obviously, the Braves were able to to kind of go off there, and but like that's also playoff baseball. Like some, like the best teams don't don't win every World Series. Like the the um. Boston strong Red Sox year. That was like 2013. Like that team was kind of mediocre on paper. Yeah. Like, they just kind of caught fire. Yeah. Like they had a washed Shane Victorino hitting at the top of the order. Uh, Jake PV was like their big pickup and like headlining that rotation pretty much. Like they, I think that, yeah, big poppy was still hitting cleanup and he was pretty much 40 years old. Like, Playoff baseball, like that is kind of the thing about it is there's always lightning in a bottle teams that can kind of ride the wave. But the thing is that Jays team, something about them, like, like not only were they good on paper and I would take them over any team in the American league, but they had a bit of lightning in a bottle kind of vibes to them all year. You know what I mean? The way they'd go on win streaks, kind of the home run jacket and the way they'd start wrestling each other in the dugout. It's like, if these guys make the playoffs, like I could see them just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there's teams that kind of have that in them when you see them. Pretty much the opposite of the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's, anytime <laughs> they've made the playoffs, I've never seen. A little like, swagger, a little bit of fun. Exactly. They'll moneyball their way to the playoffs. Then once they get to the playoffs, they kind of realize, yeah, we're not as good as these other teams. (laughs) And they show it. You don't even have to be as good as those other teams. You just got to have all the irrational confidence guys that think they're as good as anyone out there. And then you can start to cook. I Yeah, the Jays, fuck, man. If they made the playoffs, it would have been unbelievable. Would have made some noise. What's your World Series pick here, Ben? I would say Astros in six. I I was literally going to say that, too, so I'll say Astros (laughs) in five. All right. I'm cheering for the Braves, though. I'll cheer for the Braves, for sure. Same. I just think. Since I know nothing, I'll pick Braves in seven. There you go. There you go. That'll probably be right. But we kind of covered... Like those three guesses kind of covered the all bases pretty much. It'll probably be Braves and four. It's a big sweep. Yeah, so this uh I got no more baseball topics. Um I jotted down on here Halloween. You guys got any big Halloween plans? I know Cameron's allegedly working, so he can't make Adam's party. Yeah. Handing out candy for work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um 
kids. Yeah. Yeah, we're they have this like <laughs> Halloween truck. The way you said that, I think I think I'm allowed to say it now. No, it's kids. They have this Halloween truck and they're setting it up at the Toronto Zoo during the day. And then at night they're kind of driving it around to things like different like influencers or people or whoever that they've reached out to and they're like, hey, we'll bring this thing to your house and like get like kids in your neighborhood to come. We'll give them free candy. That's pretty much it. So I think Friday and Saturday, handing out candy. Sounds like a wild time, man. I'm not really Jealous. doing, I'm I get not really paid doing for anything. It, so I'll Hall- take it. Yeah. I'm not really doing anything Halloweeny this year. I'm going to a, a friend's birthday party on Saturday, but no Halloween to to uh, be thought of. So I haven't really done too much Halloween since uh, fourth year university, really. So I haven't seen yet what my mom bought to hand out. It's always big because hopefully it's something good that I just eat. What's your go to? What's your go-to grocery store pack? Uh, the what's the one Mars Twix and yeah. yeah, that one's the best. Or the Hershey's one is good too. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I go with the basic, the Smarties Coffee Crisp Kit Kat era. Oh, that one's fine, but it's not. I'm a big Coffee like, Crisp. You can bear. do better. I buy it just for the Coffee Crisp. Coffee Crisp is disgusting. I like Coffee so Crisp, good. but like, uh, that's like my favorite <laughs> chocolate. That's in one of those Halloween packs. Like my favorite chocolate bar is probably Score or Crunchy, but those score? aren't like Halloween candies. I love Score, man. Score. People just Dude. eat Score. I, like my mom bakes sometimes. Like, like I've heard of like making, making like baked goods with Score, but like people actually just buy a bar of Score and eat it. I have yes. Are you a mutant? That's like I don't know, but again, like my like. Yeah, Score and Crunchy are my two favorite chocolate bars. Did you like Coffee Crisp before you drank coffee? No. No, I, I've All always right. liked Coffee Crisp, like, in elementary school and stuff, but it was never even close to my favorite chocolate. I That was maybe the most horrendous list of chocolates I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, come out of literally. <laughs> I'm not a big, like, chocolate guy. I can Like, I tell. like Skittles. Love Skittles. But that's about it. Other than that, I'm not, I'm not a like massive person. chocolate guy either, but at least I have some taste when I do eat it. Yeah, like what's your go-to, Ben? Uh, I'd say Mars. Mars is probably my favorite. I love yeah, a good Mars bar. Oh, uh, Henry is also good. I can't do you that. Know, one, obviously, but... so I like an O Henry. I like uh, a caramel. I'm a big caramel bar guy. Yeah, or just like a classic Her- Hershey's. Really can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's I good agree. Chocolate. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, the I'd I'd say the go-to Halloween pack for sure is the um, is the Mars bar, Snickers, M and M's, peanut M and M's. That's the one. Yeah, the M and M's. Forgot yeah. what the last one in that is. Mars, Twix, Snickers, and M and M's. I think. And peanut M and M's are in there too. Yeah. Just a murderer's row. I, I also don't mind just the straight like I like I like the one where you can get it's just straight up Reese's so it's got like Reese's cups Reese's pieces and mini Reese's in it but I like the 
the Mars bar one better because there's just a lot of diversity there. You got a bit of like chocolate and all different shapes, sizes, and forms going on in there. Just an incredible selection. Not enough score bar for Cameron, but score bar. I like Turkish delight is good. I feel like that might be an unpopular opinion. I like Turkish delight. We're coming across as a very like. I don't think any of us, any of you guys, have eaten chocolate before. <laughs> like again, I've tried Turkish delight before, and it's it's fine. But we're 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 bringing Turkish delight and uh, score bars up a little too early in the chocolate <laughs> conversation for my liking. But fair enough, man. Where, where do you even get Turkish delight? I just remember having it in. Um, elementary school because our class was reading the lion the witch and the yeah. so <laughs> that's exactly when i tried it for the first time too exact yeah. same situation uh, and to be honest i have no idea where you buy it not yeah. a clue i feel like you don't see it very often it's pretty that, rare that's the one and only time i've had it and like it was fine like it got the job done but i i haven't thought of light <laughs> since then <laughs> It's good. If you ever see it, give it another try. Yeah, of course, man. If I see it in the wild, I don't... If I see it at a grocery store, perhaps, I don't know. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Man, we... We, uh... We're not big Halloween guys from what I'm catching here. (laughs) No. Ben, you got any big Halloween plans or what? Just a uh, buddy stag and dough, so... Should be fun. It's at a big barn, so never actually been to a stag and doe, but from what I've heard, they're usually a good time. So, yeah, I haven't been to one either. Um, anyone I was invited to got canceled because of COVID. So, so uh, maybe someday I'll get get to one. Who knows though? Maybe maybe wave eleven will hit by then, and I <laughs> I'll get shut down. Probably. Yeah. Um. The big Halloween guy, unfortunately, I we've already joked about him a million times, but he's he's currently in bed. Adam's a huge Halloween guy. Is it all because it's around his birthday? I feel like that plays a part. No, no, he's a guy that when we were in university, like it'd be he would go out drinking four nights, and every night he would have a different costume. Yes, he's he's like a dedication. He's like a girl. Like that's something. Nothing against that. The guy's very festive, but he's uh, he get he gets into the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, I've always been a big last minute costume guy. Oh, I don't know since like my parents stopped picking my costume. I don't know if I've ever put like a week's worth of thought into any costume. Always day of yeah. figure something out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty much same here. Like the. I think the biggest example of that for me was I literally put together, like I just didn't have a costume and I took my Colby Rasmus jersey, wore someone else's white jeans because like that was the closest to baseball pants I could find at a moment's notice. I had, I wore my girl's white jeans. No, Brady Carducci's white jeans, but that's a bit of a ricochet shot at him. (laughs) They, They were very skinny and he's taller than me. So they shouldn't have been that tight. Let's just say that. I would be uh, scared to wear somebody's white jeans. Like, yeah, honestly, the amount of opportunity for stains is like, I, 
I'd be scared to sit down. I feel like those would stain no matter what you do. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't go out searching for white jeans. I asked a few people about baseball pants and it fell through. And then he's just like, I got a pair of white pants. You can wear if you'd like. I'm like, uh, sure thing, Brady. Like, giddy up, I guess. <laughs> and then I found an old, a wig from a old costume I had that I wore underneath to get the, the uh, Colby Rasmus flow going, and then uh, away I went, man. That was my costume. I, I think it might still be on my Instagram, but I think it was pretty accurate. <laughs> have you seen the pic of it? Or Yeah, I definitely I've have. I've definitely seen it. I, I looked like I could have been his brother. Like, look <laughs> at that shit, man. <laughs> the hair is actually pretty good. It's impressive. That's what I'm saying, man. Me and Colby. So I did that. And then I think fourth year, I like a week before Halloween, I just bought like an average Joe's dodgeball jersey and then wore that with a headband to the bar. That was that was a pretty good one. I've already told the story about me and Adam going as peanut butter and jelly toast to the bar and people thought he was a period stain. They also thought we were gay because we were wearing a couple's costume. And um uh, yeah, that's a bit of a rundown on that. <laughs> Anyways, I guess it's spooky season. Uh, I don't have too much else to talk about in this podcast. This was a very low-energy podcast. We'll see if I can uh, chop together. It'll have to be edited for sure. Yeah, add a little bit of spice to it. That's what yeah. the producer's there for. Yep. I'm like Jackie Moon, man. He's a... <laughs> He's an owner. He's a coach. He's a player. I'm, I'm a producer. I'm a host, and I'm a. I can't think of a third thing. I'm a grinder. Don't sleep. Team, no sleep for life, baby. I think, I think the Raptors just lost. So I am. Uh, yep, one eleven to one oh eight. They made it close. They did make it close. I think that's going to be the theme of the year. They're going to lose a lot of close games. And they're, they're going to be gunning for that play-in spot. I remember saying at some point I thought they would be the four seed, and I'm going to walk that back. I'm saying eight seed. They're going to, they're going to host the play-in game against the nine seed. Oh, I forgot about that game. Yeah, lock it in, baby. That's my new prediction. Five games going into the fifth game of the year. Um, I'll probably change my prediction at game 70. I'm just going to keep changing my opinion as the year goes on. Okay. Smart. Yeah. And until then, have, I guess, have a happy Halloween. Watch out for razor blades and the chocolates and um, <laughs> start bobbing for apples. Is that something people do? Bobbing for apples? I think it's a Halloween thing. I don't know if people actually do it, but that's really? definitely like... Uh, Why is that a Halloween thing? I don't think I've ever seen... Yeah. I feel like it's been like a Halloween thing. No. Yeah, that's like a stereotypical, like, oh, yeah. that's what you do at Halloween I've, parties. But I've, I've never actually it. seen it. Yeah. I've never bobbed for an apple in my life. I feel like it could be quite hard, actually, unless it's like a tiny-ass apple. Yeah, I think like between I just have a small jaw and dull teeth, so I don't think I don't think <laughs> I could pick up an apple like that. It's a bad combo so, for. Why does anyone want to stick their head in water like that too? Oh yeah, I, I don't have 
good. I don't have a. I don't have good lungs, so I might drown. <laughs> so you start popping for apples and just drown. Yeah, <laughs> just drown in a bucket of water. So I get so yeah. If I'm gonna put together like a bit of a warning for this Halloween, like I hope everyone has fun out there, but watch out for razor blades and don't drown in the apple bopping bucket. Stay safe out there. Simply put. Cameron, hit us with some to end the episode. You keep nodding. Cameron. You just did. Yeah, but you looked at That was you, it. You love to like nod as if you're about to say something and then you just nothing comes out of your mouth. No, I was just feeling your Halloween safety PSA there. So Sure, but just hit me with something before we leave, man. Just for my benefit here. Hit us with something. Just for your benefit. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Brutal. Brutal. Riddle.